Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Jenna Morton. And I'm Tosh Taylor. And on today's show, we have a life and leadership coach. We have Tracy McDonald with us. And Tracy has brought us in a couple copies of her book, which we'll get into in just a bit. But first, Tracy, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. I'm very <laughs> As you can tell. <laughs> we, we tend to invite guests on who were like, we really need the help of this person. <laughs> so we're going to come talk to them for a while because maybe you need their help too. <laughs> So let's start with that. What exactly is it that you help people with? Mm -hmm. uh, mindset, I would say, would be the, the biggest piece. That and the emotions as well. I mean, especially this time of year, emotions can be quite heavy. And um, so mostly what I work on with people is to help people see things from a different perspective. Again, deal empty, I always say, brain dump, empty those emotions so that, again, they can take their life to that next level. Okay. Now let's let's back up just a bit and let's talk about you. How did how did you end up in this career? You know what? I'm gonna say it was more like a calling. Really, um, I have been always passionate about personal growth. Even um, as a little girl, you know, I had that recording of my parents saying, I just want everybody to be happy, you know, <laughs> uh, which was a great intention for a little girl. But you can just imagine how that even created its own, um, <laughs> you know, weight, yeah. weight of <laughs> yeah. it, right? Yeah. So that also led me to do my own inner work as well. You know, the people pleasing, the conflict avoiding, the fear of saying no even comes from that. But I would say one of the things that I was always known for, even within my friends, was creating trust and safety. You know, when someone came to me to share, it was like I was known for the vault. My friend Missy would always say, you wear the best don't tell t-shirt. And so uh, I, kept, I kept hearing, you should be a coach, you should be a coach. And actually, uh, my husband had an international transfer uh, to Florida. Uh, he was working down there at the time and I was helping one of his colleagues wife you know she was going through some things and his colleague came to me he said you should be a coach I'm like yeah, yeah I heard that so many <laughs> yeah. times and then I finally you know I, I it was such a strong pull I finally you know went with it and and did the training and so here I am today love it Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's definitely a calling then. Mm. When everybody keeps telling you, you know, there's got to be something, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's amazing. And that's, I, I agree with that, is what is people, you know, what are you known for? What mm -hmm. do you, what makes you light up when you're, when you're doing it or lose track of time? I think that's something special to pay attention to. I love that turn of phrase about that, like what, when do you just lose track of time? Like that's how you narrow down what it is that you really are passionate about. Absolutely. I mean, when you lose track of time, there's, there's, I, I talk a lot about energy. To me, that's like the highest, one of the highest vibrations is when you lose track of time. Um, Miley Shinsi Mahaili, he is an author, I think at Positive Psychology. And one of the things he turned was the, um, the statement of flow. And he says, when you have so much attention onto something that you're doing, that pure focus, I think we have only about 120 bits of information we can process at one time. So let's say, you know, I probably can't process more than two people are talking. So when you're in that state of flow, you're concentrating solely on what you're doing and you're, you're that enjoyment of it, that you lose track of time, that you don't even recognize you're hungry. And it's kind of like um, an artist, for example. Um, you know, you can't wait to get it out on the canvas. It's pure creation versus when we're in a lower vibration, think of, you know, the, those lower one, 
um, inner critic, right? The doubts of, will this sell? Will this, you know, all the doubts come in. You're not in that creative space. You're in a different vibration even within that. Sounds about where I'm at right now. <laughs> so, like, like, like you said, like this time of year especially, oh, people yeah. put so much expectation on themselves starting a new year mm -hmm. that very quickly if you don't meet that expectation you set for yourself, so let's just start there, maybe you can <laughs> give yourself some you know, leeway, but what, what can you say to people who are feeling that right now, like whether it's because of the time of year or just something else in their life that they're like, Oh, I am stuck. Stuck. That is the uh, number one word. I always say use stuck as a signal, you know, to recognize, okay, something needs to change. And a lot of people, what they do is they keep doing the same behaviors that leads them to staying in that stuckness versus like, hey, I'm feeling stuck. What do I need to be doing differently in order to move forward? And I think that's the big piece is to recognize how do you play into that behavior that keeps you running around on that, I say the treadmill, right? The, the hamster wheel, mm -hmm. the rumination. I mean, a lot of times at the base of it, it's a behavior that needs to change because those behaviors have served us in the past and now they're showing up in, in a different situation that keeps you in that feeling of stuck. So I would say the big thing is to recognize, okay, I'm feeling stuck. Recognizing even what is the emotion that may be showing up with that. I also like to think of emotions kind of like, here would be a metaphor, right? So let's say I had a, um, a sandwich, that, a tuna fish. I love this metaphor, I've heard it before. And I threw it in the garbage. Well, initially it doesn't really smell, okay? But if I leave it there for a week, let's say, you know, and I don't deal with it, I'm just gonna put Lysol in it. I'm gonna keep the cover there, right? And let's say now two or three weeks go by. You know, people come in and they can start smell in the garbage, right? So meaning what you're emanating, what you're putting out there. So that needs to be emptied. But what most people do is they shove it down. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they cope, they tolerate, they even numb out. You know, that's where the scrolling of the Facebook where we completely, versus, okay, what do I need to do to empty? Where do I need to recognize my responsibility and how can I choose to do something different? Otherwise, we tend to stay victim to our circumstances. That would be the say. I'd say the biggest thing I hear from people is I feel lighter after I talk to you, which makes sense because motions can be heavy. Yeah, and I think a lot of us are kind of at a state where, um, I mean, we hang out mostly with entrepreneurs, so it's kind of, you know, like I'm trying to think of all of our friends, but yeah, everybody <laughs> yeah. is an entrepreneur uh, that we hang out with. But um, you, you get in that imposter syndrome state. Yep. And I know I find, especially with social media, I'm scrolling because I'm going, okay, I have to come up with a reel or I have to come up with a post or whatever. So I'm, that's my excuse is I'm looking for things to use on my socials. I like that you recognize that. Oh, yes. excuse. <laughs> one, one step at a time. <laughs> so yeah. it's, again, it is that, that hamster wheel, right? That we're, we're constantly in a place of, I don't know, not being good enough. The imposter syndrome is, is harsh. I wrote a chapter about it. I know, <laughs> I know all about it. <laughs> like that good enough, not good enough, even with public speaking, like, oh my goodness. Like when I first started, uh, literally in there, I'm, I'm talking about my inner critic and it was the message, yeah, you're not enough. And, and literally my heart would just be racing. I could hardly swallow. But I mean, look at where I am here today and speaking and I'm so comfortable with it, but Again, that comes with practice. Mm -hmm. I think it's to recognize, okay, here's where I am. 
okay, so what do I need to do and keep moving forward? What's the action piece, you know, knowing that, okay, practice. This is normal where I am. Practice is what's going to get me there. Even within that, instead of fighting against it, I learned to understand that inner critic, you know, because it always has a positive intent for us. Most times to keep us not experiencing certain emotions. It wants us to, to be comfortable. So even with understanding that, for example, with public speaking, I'm like, okay, um, I know my heart's going to race, right? I'm not going to fight against that. So then I even started running and then learning how to speak, knowing that my heart was going to race, hmm. right? So it was like little things, just little shifts. I, that's why I call it gift of shift. But my, my colleague and I, um, Ann Papiotti, were the one who wrote it. It's those little shifts in life that make such a big difference. But the first thing is you need to take responsibility of, okay, where I am, even if it's you know, involving relationships, what's your 2%? You know, so that, again, it allows you to make different choices for yourself. I love that you talk about the little shifts mm -hmm. yes. and not trying to be like, oh, I want this whole other type of lifestyle and so I need to do five different <laughs> resolutions at the start of the year. Right. No, try one. Try one little thing, get that build on it. I think is a much more sustainable way to get to those goals. But we have to realize they don't just happen because mm -hmm. it's a new year. Uh, uh, bingo, because you just said that people put expectations on themselves. And as you said, I mean, I used to go to the gym and be like, okay, February, it will be back to normal, right? <laughs> because you know that, because people put these big goals, but nothing within them changed. They start trying to, you know, uh, I need to do this and put pressure on themselves, but then they go back to their own behavioral style because they haven't really connected to what they're really trying to shift within them. And again, creating those little habits that brings them big time results. I mean, just even thinking of an airplane, you know, if a, an airplane did a 2% shift, it doesn't even land in the same direction, you know? And so it's to think of that in your mind is like, you may not think it's a big deal. As you said, it's a little thing. Drink more water, right? It's a little thing, but it can make such an impact in your life. Yeah. Do you find when you decided to get into coaching, did it take a lot of work for you to train yourself? to start thinking this way? You know what, again, I've been a personal growth junkie since my early 20s. Okay, yeah. So I say it's always about taking it to the next level. I don't think there's a place that you're like, okay, I'm here, right? I think growth, we're meant for expansion. It's like, okay, how do I keep taking it to the next level? So yeah, I, I say mindset is something I continually to, to work on. Um, I consider it like a flower garden. I think I heard that from Anthony Robbins. You know, you have this beautiful flower garden and there's weeds that pop up in that. So you're not going to be like positive and say, oh, there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds, right? You got to be realistic and say, okay, there's weeds in there. How do I get it out, mm -hmm. maintain, and look, you know, keep things beautiful? I think that's the biggest thing. Otherwise, if we tend to avoid it, then it becomes overgrown. And then again, it takes way more work than to maintain. You're talking about entrepreneurs. Yeah. Uh, I coach a lot of entrepreneurs and a big thing that I do is uh, like brain dumping. It gets quite, you know, a lot of ideas and you're in tug of war when there's two parts of you are at, you know, and they need that space, right? <laughs> you need that space to get clear. Mm -hmm. But also, as I was saying about raising your vibration, it's a brain thing as well. If you don't give yourself a chance to renew, that, that part of the brain, instead of scrolling, which doesn't create renewal, going for a walk in nature, or gives yourself a chance to, 
you know, have space or pet your dog or your cat or something that creates like renewal within you. She's <laughs> walking nature. I know. Take it's like dog. she's talking to me. <laughs> Look, she made that. <laughs> she made that reference. You, you know? clearly know me right? very well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I can picture Tosh doing these yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you already know. Do right? Yeah. But well, it's busy. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. But you're I, busy, right? Yeah, I'm very busy. And it's I, I do a lot of interviewing. And you, I'm sure, probably get this, too. Before the interview, I will dread it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to go. I don't want to be there. And then every time I leave, I feel so good. Yeah. Like I feel like I have you know this yeah. giant burst event. It's like its own cortisol or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it, it. But yeah, the thought of literally doing anything these days, and I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna and do it. it's not it. the act of doing it necessarily. It's all the like, oh, I have to get dressed. I have to yes. leave the house. Oh, I don't like my clothes. I don't like this thing that happened on my face this yeah. morning. Oh, I left without time to do it. It's all that mental. N negative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All those things. But yes, once you go and do it, you're like, oh yeah, all right. Now I'm ready to tackle the next thing. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that's a big thing that you just said, because you made the decision, you made the commitment to be here. And you recognize a lot of times that um, motivation isn't the starting point. Motivation tends to be the result, mm. you know, because when you're here, as you said, now you've built momentum, now you're ready to, but just to recognize, as you said, there's a lot of steps within that, and sometimes you don't feel like it, and a lot of people create that as a full stop versus, hey, you know what, sometimes I need to make a different decision or I need to keep moving, you know, in order to create that momentum that d makes me do things that I really, really want in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you help people go back to something like that and, and forgive themselves for getting stopped for doing something. Because I feel like I'm probably not the only one who has had that, like, oh yeah, I had this momentum, I was doing great, something stopped me. Yeah. And then, oh, well, I stopped. Yes. Why should I go back to it? You know, giving yourself that, that permission to go back and start again and not totally. see it as a failure. Oh, totally. It's it's looking at it non-judgmentally. That's the biggest thing. And one of them is to go into, okay, what made me decide differently? What made me say, okay, I'm not gonna do that anymore? And, and recognizing, connecting back to, was it something that you really want to do in the first place? Was it a should? You know, it, there's so much even energy into to the things that we choose every day. How do you connect to what's most important? To me, it's really about creating that alignment, creating what's most important, and, and getting really clear on that. I think that's what really creates us to shine, you know, at our, our full capabilities. So if you, you had mentioned earlier that the first step is recognizing. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. Absolutely. Okay. So what comes after that? What would be step two? The, doing the inner work. So even okay. just to recognizing some of the behavioral patterns that may, may, may be showing up. The thoughts. You know, even when you, I mean, we all have that inner critic. It just shows up differently for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, as you said, some it's fear of failure, some it's, you know, not being able to say no. But a, a big thing is to even recognize when you're going into autopilot, when you're making decisions based on that voice versus to what you really want. You can be aware of it, but because I've decided something different and, and and connect it to what I value and who I truly am, I'm still gonna make those decisions based on that. Does that make sense how I'm explaining? It does, it sounds very much as you're saying it, I'm like, you know, the, the good successful businesses of the world do that, right? They have a mission, they have a vision, they have a brand statement that if they're working properly, 
everything they do goes back to, does this fulfill our mission? Does this fulfill our values? Yes. Does this align? And I don't often hear people doing it for themselves. I hear companies talking that way, but yeah. as you're saying, I'm like, yeah, we all need that brand statement, that mission statement to go back to and, and have that conversation with ourselves. Totally, and it comes back to what do we value as well and how do we back that up with our choices? Hence is the little shifts. A lot of times we just go into autopilot and keep choosing the same thing over and over. They say what, up to 80% of people's thoughts are negative? up to 95% are the same thoughts they had the day before. That's why I always say, okay, it's time to wake up. Like that's mm -hmm. what, that's my tagline, wake up and shift into a whole new vibe. It's becoming aware, what are your behavioral patterns that, you know, most times it's led you to a certain area in your life. And a lot of times that can be successful. But then if you're stuck, then it's like, what's the next thing? What's the new pattern? What's something you have to do differently to get you to that next? phase basically or that next level in your life. Mm. What do you find when working with your clients? Yeah. Is there a common thing that people have to step over to get to that next phase? Does uh, it seem similar in most people? I would say, you know, basically it comes down to emotions. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people don't recognize how their thoughts create their feelings, their feelings create their actions, and their actions create the results. A lot of times people don't recognize how they are making their decisions every day on how they are feeling. For example, so many people make uh, decisions through guilt, right? What's going to make me feel less guilty versus, you know, if they're in a peaceful state, how do they decide differently? So I'd say the common theme is um, recognizing the emotional component. And of course, you know, recognizing when that little voice in our head can um, you know, really get in the way to what we're wanting in our life. That's, I would say those are the two biggest themes that would show up in my practice. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think it is, it's so important to figure out, like you said, how to listen to that voice because you mentioned before, a lot of times it's coming from a place of yourself trying to protect something mm -hmm. about your emotions. Yeah. And how do you learn what those, you know, what it is that's really going on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and to recognize our inner world is a direct reflection of what we're seeing on the outer world. Like that is, I can't stress that enough. Like your outer world, use it as a mirror. Like what is being reflected back to you? And a lot, if you do the inner work, it's amazing how that changes everything on, on how you even see things on the outside. There's such a direct connection with that. I know I hear a lot of people, I think we all see a lot of people talk that their first step uh, was gratitude. Realizing what I had, be thankful for what I have, and then suddenly there becomes this shift in their life. And I, man, I work hard for that. But <laughs> it's like, okay, before I go to bed tonight, I'm gonna say three things that I'm grateful for for the day. And most nights I get into bed, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Right. I don't Maybe even get a you chance. Need to start doing that in the morning. I mean, <laughs> How about that? I'm gonna find a better time of day. <laughs> My little shift. Your little shift. Do yeah. it in the morning. Yeah, I mean, gratitude, absolutely. You're right, that is a little shift because it, it's a different vibration. And it's amazing how um, we chase. I mean, if you can't be thankful even for what's in your life now, what makes you think you're going to be thankful and grateful? Because people are constantly 
life is contrast. Like if we really look at that, life is contrast. You know, there's night, day, north, south, up, down. Life is contrast. So you're con continually going to be having contrast in your life, which then again keeps you in areas of certain areas of your life or stuck, where you also need to birth new ideas and new creative ways. But recognizing you're always going to be wanting to chase the next thing. So how do you stop and enjoy where you are today. I mean, so many people would be wishing right now that they were healthy, right? Mm -hmm. And you have that. So many people would be wishing that they had a relationship. So many people, so I mean, no matter what's showing up in our life, there's always something to be grateful for. I love that quote, it's in my book about, you know, I woke up this morning and I opened two gifts. Uh, it was my eyes, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes it's just to, to recognize that, okay, what can I choose to be grateful for? But it, to connect to the emotional component of that, because if you're just rolling it off, yeah, I should be grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, you don't feel it. It doesn't really um, ring true within your being. Yeah, mm. it makes me think of it like a kid doing their homework, like, yeah, I'm going to write these five lines because I'm told I have to write them, yes. but you're not thinking about them, you're not yeah. feeling them, you're not invested in what you're doing. Bingo. Mm. Yeah. So let's talk uh, a bit about the book. You said the book came out in 2020, and this is The Gift of Shift, so discovering the key within to unlock your best life. So this is probably going to go with me everywhere. <laughs> 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 yes. So uh, my colleague, Ann Papiotti, and I, I mean, we're both life coaches. So it's 12 common themes, 12 uh, inspirational, um, true, our own stories that inspire mindset shift. Each story has a different theme with coaching questions after each story so that people can um, write out their own shift within that. You know, most of us, or everybody's experienced grief in our life. I mean, right now, you were saying about a common theme, grief is a huge one. Um, loss of connection is a, is a big one right now. Um, there's a chapter on that. Betrayal, forgiveness, hope, the inner critic. <laughs> so they're all common themes we experience in our life. We experience them different, but it, again, it helps us to recognize the, the commonality, but also where can we do our shifts so it helps us keep moving forward or remembering a strength that something we've been through. Mm -hmm. So again, we can take that learning forward. Yeah. I'm really, I want to keep talking, but Charles is telling me I can't. So, <laughs> so we have to wrap up the show, but I'm glad that I at least got the question of the book out there. Where can people find it is the second mm -hmm. most important question. Uh, chapters. You can find awesome. it at Chapters. You can find it on uh, Amazon. It's in line if you're in the States, uh, Barnes & Noble. Uh, yeah, mostly any online platform you can find it. Fantastic. And where can people find more about you and mm -hmm. follow what you're doing or, or get in touch if they're interested in, in yep. your work? Beautiful. Um, Tracy Mac Coaching is usually you can pop on my website, Tracy Mac Coaching, even on Facebook or Instagram. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, so all the, the major social media. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us. And I know that uh, Tosh is just going to keep talking for like <laughs> hours after we finish this recording. So I'm sure we'll come back to this topic again sometime. <laughs> thank you all for listening and watching, and we'll be back again next week.